right, boys. So we've been talking about this a lot on uh, back and forth social media. But there's a big fight that's been coming out, and that's Israel Adesanya and Paulo Costa. Big fight. Huge fight. Huge fight, man. I just I really wasn't expecting him to beat um, Robert Whitaker. I thought Robert being as slick and tricky. Yeah. And there, there, was, there was no doubt in my mind Robert Whitaker was walking out to the champion. Like, that's just how, how it was. You, you could have never convinced me that he was going to beat him, ever. Robert Whitaker was going to beat him. And then, dude, end of that fucking second round. Just catches him. But it's not like Robert wasn't doing well. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying Robert Whitaker arguably was winning that fight. He looked fantastic. Just as Israel Sign looked a little better. Like Yeah, man. He he looked great. Go ahead, Justin. My bad. No, it's good. Uh for me it was I, I kept my opinion quiet. Like I was always picking Izzy. I don't know. Because you guys were all about Whitaker. So I kept that to myself. It? Yeah. But uh it's only because uh when when he fought Gasolum. And he reached down deep, and he was talking to himself, and I found out exactly what he was saying. That, to me, that's that's a different breed, to reach yeah, to that he's level. Good. Yeah, he's fantastic. And did you see that uh, Kelvin Gastelum said he had staph infection during for that fight? Who did? Calvin did? Yeah, Kelvin. Kelvin he said today. He said today that he had staph infection uh, for that fight. That's how he was only got- 60 or 70%. See, I hate when that comes out, man. That He could have said that in the beginning. Yeah, that's, that's- then, like, do you guys believe that? Do you believe he? No. He's just making. He's trying to use that to get think he wants. Yeah, he wants that rematch. No, he wants that fucking rematch. That's why he's bringing it up now. That's why he waited so long. Yeah, yeah I'm about to say, dude, that's a hell of a long time to wait before you. But, but, but you know, the thing about the thing about Kelvin Gaston, you know, I like Kelvin as a fighter, but as a person, Kelvin's kind of child. Like when he, he's like, yeah, like, he's, and he, and he, he's like 27. He's not that old. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. I think it's hilarious. Like when he was walking around like, Harry Sado's belt and shit. That's, that's exactly hilarious. That shit was hilarious. I think he kind of just made a bad look for himself doing that. To me, it's the champ needs to touch the belt. Don't touch the belt unless you're a champ. Dude, I can't believe he's the champion. Man, good for him, though. He looked good. Like, Rob Whitaker looked fantastic, and then Israel Asanya just looked hey, just a little bit better that night. I kept flip-flopping on that fight. I was like, Whitaker, Adesanya, you know, it, it was back and forth, back and forth until we put our picks in, and I'm like... You know what? Let's go with him. Let's go with Izzy. Let's let's see him shock the world. Cause I thought I felt he was an underdog in that fight. I think he closes the favorite. I didn't. Yeah, I know it was pretty close. Yeah, it was uh, when when Izzy was a, was a close favorite. When they came up with like the stats and stuff, I was shocked that Whitaker was the underdog. Yeah, it's recency bias. I mean, he didn't tell you that Robert Whitaker looked like Robert Whitaker would look after taking 19 months off of injury, and he still looked good. Yeah, he, he looked he looked great, man. I mean, 19 months off would have been different. To me, to me, the biggest thing that was to Robert Whitaker's downfall was when he was coming in, he was coming in with a lot of speed. You know what I'm saying? And that's one thing about Robert Whitaker. He was getting in and out. Like, he is good at getting in and out. But um, it was it was on the exit, you know, and it was the angles that Izzy was creating when, you know, when Robert would come rushing in and he was catching him pretty much in every exchange. Izzy kept catching him, you know, on the chin every single time. And, you know, it just... I, I I could tell halfway through the first round, I was like, he's going to catch Robert Whitaker if Robert doesn't quit charging forward like a bull. And, dude, I just wasn't expecting the power out of Israel Adesanya. That's really what surprised me the most was the fact that he was able to – the fact, the one for one, that Robert Whitaker was able to take shots from Yoel Romero and still stay on his feet pretty much, except that one time. But the fact that Izzy was able to put him away so quickly, especially at the end of the fight, was over at the end of the first round, to be honest. 
You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, I agree. When I agree with that. Wide, Robert, he could have finished it. But he, being able to take those shots, man, that's what really, I mean, being able to give those shots, you know, from Izzy's side of it was pretty shocking to me, you know. I mean, who knew he had power? I always thought he didn't have power. I thought he was more like a Yana Kunitskaya type striker, you know, a, a striker that doesn't really have a whole lot of power but will wear you down with the volume of pitter-patter over the course of the fight, you know what I'm saying? And it was shocking, guys. I don't know what you guys think about it, but for me, it was pretty surprising. I was definitely going uh, Izzy up until I, I was going back and watching Whitaker fights, and the fight that stood out to me was the Clint Hester fight. I thought if he would have implemented that game plan against Adesanya, he would have probably taken the fight because Hester is like he's pretty big. Like he's, I think he's way bigger than uh, Izzy or like like muscular well, he's, wise. He's yeah, he's way thicker than Izzy. Yeah, exactly. Izzy. So I'm and I saw that fight and I'm like, that's what scared me. I was thinking, hey, if he can do this to this guy, Adesanya is a little bit smaller, and if he just ex- and he, none of that happened, it didn't implement wrestling. Like he didn't go for any takedowns. I don't think. All right. Nope, he didn't. Nope. So. And that, and to me, I think that would have been a way for Robert to really mix up the fight. To really, like when he got when he when he got tagged in the first round, you know, I thought he's gonna come out, he's gonna land a shot, and he's gonna shoot. But he didn't. So it was just kind of like, man, Robert didn't really execute. He didn't adjust because he was getting clipped up. So he didn't really adjust on the feet. I think that was the biggest downfall for him. Do you think the adrenaline from the crowd played a part on uh, Whitaker's game plan? I mean, it could have, you know what I'm saying? Because Robert Whitaker wanted to, I, th- I felt like Robert had a point to prove, you know what I'm saying? That he is the best middleweight in the world. Felt like he was trying to prove that point and show like, hey, he, all of you motherfuckers couldn't touch this guy, you know what I'm saying? And and and, and here I, I am touching this guy up. I think, you know, because Robert, to me, Robert is capable of a striking match with Izzy, but it just didn't adjust correctly, I believe. I, th- I believe that was his biggest downfall. Well, and he could have gotten his own head too. With that, that's a long walk to the cage. I, that's one thing I didn't like about uh, that arena is how long that walk takes to get to that cage. And that, yeah. there's a lot of thoughts going through your head when you step foot in front of that crowd, right? So, I mean, that could have yep. played an effect on him as well. But Literally. damn, I can't believe two rounds. I had decision, easy decision, but it's crazy. I had Robert, Robert Whitaker fourth round KO. He got close. I thought he, if he got one off. I think he's, but the way he moves back and so elusive, crazy how he can move that yeah. quick and throw punches while he's like on his back. It's insane. Like he keeps getting I didn't better. Expect him to, I didn't expect him to counter strike at all. I thought he was going to come in with the pressure like he did to Gaslam. So when he started counter striking, it was when I was like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. He, he figured it out. Because, yeah, Robert Whitaker, like BJ said, just kept rushing in and he get mm-hmm. caught, but it wasn't bad. He just kept building it up, building it up, building it up. Then he started hitting him with the power later. But, dude, yeah, every, when I saw him counter, start counter-striking, I was like, yeah, no, he's going to hit him. Like, he's going to catch him eventually. Just how much damage can Robert do before that? And, and he couldn't do much. That's the crazy thing is Whitaker is, he's a beast, and he couldn't do, he looked different. Like, Edisonia made him look like a different yeah. fighter. He took 19 months off, and you have to come back and fight one of the best fighters in the yeah. world. Like, that's not going to be easy. No. The thing about, you know what I'm saying, Izzy, um, you know what I'm saying, versus Robert was... Shit, I just forgot my train of thought. I had a really good point, and I forgot it. <laughs> That's what waking the bait does for you. But you know, I, you know, as far as like, um, you know, the the game plan for Izzy, I felt like Izzy knew that that Whitaker was going to come forward like that by watching the the Romero fights and whatnot. So he kind of was anticipating that. I think he knew that Robert's not really the type of fighter to kind of 
sit back and wait on his opponent. Whitaker's going to bring the heat to you. But, some, you know, I've seen somewhere where someone made a really good point. And somebody, you know, somebody told me, they said, uh, I mean, well, they posted it on Facebook, and they said fighters are not the same after they fight Yoel Romero. And, and then when you, but when you really think about it, it's like the wars and the trench that Robert Whitaker had to go Dude. through. He did it the hard way. With... Dude, yeah. He did yeah. it the hard way. Yeah, man. Yes, it was not easy for him. He was never supposed to be champion, and people were like, shit, dude, this kid's actually pretty good. And he, they, like, wow. when he gave Jacques Ray, the only time I've ever picked against Robert Whitaker in my life was against Jacques Ray. And, yeah. dude, he destroyed him. I was like, oh, shit. But, yeah, he did it the hard way. Izzy came up in five, six fights. That was Robert Whitaker's, like, 12 or 13. Like, he earned that shit. Yeah, that he started from the beginning, pool. man. That boy paid overtime, boy. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, and, and so when people, you know, when that when that statement, when I really let that statement marinate that, you know, fighters aren't the same after um, Yoel Romero, I really, I was really kind of true. You know, yeah. those fights, like, I mean, Chris, look at Chris Weidman. Chris Weidman, he hadn't fought since. And he's fought maybe one fight, right? Yeah, he's fought since. Yeah, Weidman, he's... He's fought a lot since. He's one in four since, though. Like, it, he's not the same. Weidman's different, though. I think yeah, Chris Weidman's got one and four. His only win was Kelvin Gastelum. And I don't think UL got yeah, to like him. He lost, yeah, he lost to Luke, they lost to UL, and they lost to Gegard. Yeah. And then he lost, then he beat Kelvin Gastelum, and then he just lost to Izzy. I just think Weidman was fighting, like, not the top guys. He was fighting top guys, but they're past their prime. I look, he beat... If, if we're being honest, Luke Rockhold ruined Chris Weidman when he beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Like, that was the worst. That was when it started. He was the first dude. He broke him. And well, no, it was uh, Wide Weidman was about to. He did that stupid kick. Dude, Weidman was beating his ass. Yeah. Weidman was killed. I don't understand why he did that. So he wanted to be like fucking Vitor Belfort. So they even asked his coach Ray Longo, and he was like, "We've literally never trained this big back kick in our entire life." So we could just say Weidman ruined Chris so, Weidman. Yeah, he tried it, and then Luke beat the shit out of him, and then he had to fight Yoel. Like, yeah, dude, it was bad. And then Yoel ruined ruined Luke Rockhold. He's not the same. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, that's not true. Michael Bisping ruined his his, uh, his life. Or Romero took his career. Dude. Yeah, Michael Bisping ruined his life. No, I'll say T TRT Vitor ruined Luke Rockhold. <laughs> that's you know, oh, no. That, he was the yeah, that, but that's, you know, that's not how you want to come into the UFC is you get spinning back kicked by someone no. on steroids. <laughs> Dude, he's just jacked. Yeah. If you think about it, he was the original John Jones. With his <laughs> he was on that TRT before it was illegal. He was like, I'm going to try this shit. Got him to a title shot at work before they banned it. Tell you, he was. He, everyone's talking about John Jones. Now nah, he ain't the first. Vitor, TRT Vitor is the first person to do steroids and get away with it. See, that's what I love about this sport, boys. We we have a topic, and then it's so filled with different avenues, right? Like, so, look, so look, much meat between the buns. Yeah, like look who we talked about, and we still haven't got to where we wanted to go. It's, it's beautiful, man. <laughs> yeah. I love. It, man as great as Izzy is man you know what I'm saying I mean he's I, I give credit where it's due you know what I'm saying credit I give credit where it's due Izzy is a good fighter you know but but facing somebody like Paolo Costa like I was mentioning to you guys before we started the interview I mean we before we started doing this podcast the worst I mean we've seen you know people talk about you know what I'm saying like how much Paolo Costa gets hit you know what I'm saying but nobody really thinks about how much Israel Adesanya gets hit. Robert Whitaker was landing on him almost every single yeah. fight. Gastelum was landing on him. Brad Tavares was landing on him. Uh, uh, Anderson Silva was landing on him. I mean, 
Israel Adesanya is elusive and as magical as he is, he gets hit a lot. The you fact that Clyde in beating Anderson Silva bothers me. Like he thinks it's yeah, something from no, a right. great accomplishment. Bro, he's 44. Sit down. Right. You right. didn't stand Anderson Silva, bro. You beat what's left of Anderson Silva. Well, right. in his head, he beat that's, a lot. You know, like, that, his mentality is different it, when it comes to Silva. He sees a legend. Like, think about it. Like, uh, think about like the all star you would love to fight against. That you don't see the old man. You see the guy that's in front of you, and then you remember what he did, and then the cage door locks, and it's a whole different world, right? I think this sport is like evolved. It's more of like a mental thing now. It's, it's a different type of stats mean nothing. They're all left at the door. No, that's that's Michael Bisping right there. His title run. That's my he did it he did it the hard way too. Twenty two fights before he got a title yeah. shot. He got on late notice. Like Michael Bisping was never supposed to be a champion ever, but he right. found that next level. And he was like thirty five. Like he wasn't young. And right. he already choked him out once, and he comes in and knocks his ass out in the first round. I I it was annoying what Bisping did, but also if you went through what he did, you'd want to be champion for as long as you could too. <laughs> yeah. Like that boy. Never was supposed to be champion. And I would, I would drag it out for a year and a half, too, for some bullshit. Fuck it. I'm champion. Beat Dan Henderson. Big deal. And we're what's left of Dan Henderson. Keep it. Hold it again. And then fight George St. Pierre. Either way, he's a winner. But the fact that Michael Bisping was able to grab the strap. Saying that's that next level Justin was talking about. When you get there, like, when you have your moment and you step up and it's like, okay. Like, it's just something. On that night, no one was going to be Michael Bisping. No mm-hmm. matter who was in. That kind of shit. Yeah. The fact that uh, Michael Bisping was able to, you know, side note real quick, the fact that he was able to go on and capture the strap after Dan Henderson took his soul, that was... I watched that shit live. It changed my life. Dude, Dan Henderson killed the guy. He was... It was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. I hated Michael Bisping, the little bitch. I hated that he's British. I hated him. For the longest time, I hated him. Until he fought Beach, then I flipped. But up until then, I hated it. Talk shit about America, disrespected Team America on the Ultimate Fighter, dude. Watching him get murdered was, I, was, I knew exactly where I was in the Hooters, exactly where I sat, the stool, and the TV I was looking at. Dude, changed my life. Some of these it guys was- have to do that, though. That's the crazy thing. Even He could probably love uh, America and all that, but how do you well, get... So, yeah, I love him now. A, co- a company that's based in the States, he's not going to get popular at all. No one's going to know who he is. And I don't even think that uh, Ultimate Fighter got that much ratings, like until he started talking. It was season nine, so it was it was all right. Yeah. He made he made it entertaining though. He, people watched because he was always talking shit. And that's the crazy thing, man. Yeah. Some of these guys are forced into that role, and he could be the nicest guy ever. But to make that paycheck, they gotta put that cap on, right? Tell Simon to me, it will always be better than Conor McGregor. Oh, absolutely. Tell like, Simon is the is the American gangster, dude. He's dude, the original TikTok, dude. What he did, uh, the only reason Conor McGregor, in other people's opinions, trumps him is because Conor McGregor won the championship. We're not talking about that. We're talking about talk. Che- Anderson also, Silva, or not, uh, Chelsea and talked his way into it and made everyone hate him and love to watch him fight. Then when he beat the shit And it was also the time. It was also the time. The yeah, time no one, of when Chell was in his prime versus the time when Conor was in his prime. Chell P. Sonnen, and the P stands for icon, is my favorite line ever. Like, dude, <laughs> he said the most outrageous shit. The Nogara brother shot a carrot to a bus and shit, dude. Oh, dude. 
makes it what makes it so awkward is half the shit that Chael Sonnen said was corny as fuck. <laughs> That's why it was hilarious. He was so serious <laughs> all the time. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> it was before, awesome. before he fought Neymar, awesome. like, yeah, they asked him, like, what happens if he gets on top of you? He says, I'm a, I'm a Republican. I don't let other, I don't sit there with other men on top of me. Dude, he's hilarious. Chael <laughs> 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 Sutton is the king, dude. dude. He is the king. Yeah. What, do you guys think, uh, what do you guys think about Costa versus Romero? Let's talk about Costa versus Romero. I mean, oh, that's, Costa, that's the fight of the year. Yeah. High fight of the year. I just think if uh, you all had a different gas tank, he could have done weight. He just hits that level, and it's not the same. He's never had a, he's never had a good gas tank, yeah, ever. That's it, why, I mean, he takes rounds off, but Paul Costa also just just kept on him in the second round and didn't let him take it off. And yes. then it exploded in the third. See, that's what I mean. If he didn't take those rounds off, th- that's what I think the judges see is him losing the fight. Yeah. Which is crazy, because he could be dominant throughout the first two rounds, you to the yeah, third. He, has, he has seven third round knockouts before that reason. He takes the second round off, then he has to win, and he just goes and he's able to do it. Well, it, now he can't be doing stuff like that because this sport's evolving and the contenders are rising so quick that you he's take 40, off one yeah, round. He's like 40, 41 almost. Yeah, you take that one round off, that could be a difference between starting on what the prelims I'm... or being a champ. Dude, it'd be the best champ there never was. You Missed, like, twice? Yeah. Like he'll be the great, he'll be the best person ever to fight to, to fuck up a, a title shot like that, dude. The best champ that never was. He could have won the title twice. Could have won the title twice, and miss weight both times. Yeah. Like, you, you he, know, didn't but, he didn't miss weight. He didn't miss weight the first time. No, no, no. no. That, uh, Luke Rockhold. It was for the interim title. He missed weight. Uh, oh. And missed weight okay. in the second okay. the second fight. Yeah. yeah. Two chances to get a championship, yeah. Yeah. and you it, fucked up. You could have made weight. <laughs> what could have been? I don't understand how these fighters miss weight. Like, is am I just out of the loop? Look at him. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, they have like a certain it. time period. Shouldn't they always be in weight? Oh, Paul, I mean, you should be, but sometimes, like, you just do when you're young. Like, Paul Costa is going to two hundred five. He's only twenty six. By the time that boy is thirty two, he's gonna be the side. He's gonna be like how big Anthony Johnson was at two hundred five. Yeah, probably. Like, he's, he's going to have to go up. So he might as well go for the title now while he's young. Well, he looks like he's got that shot. Go to was I thought he was. Originally 205? No, no, I thought he was going up to 205. Who? R- Romero, didn't he fight? Didn't, wouldn't he have like a fight schedule that or something? And then it happened, something happened to it? He said something about it. I kind of remember him saying something about 205. And I kind of remember Costa saying something about 205 as well. You know, Costa's going eventually. He's going to have to. He's, yeah. He's going yeah, to he's gonna have to. He's going to have to go. But, I mean, as far as like the matchup with Izzy... The- I just don't, I, I mean, I, like I told you guys, I was 99% picking Robert Whitaker based on, for one, being loyal to Robert Whitaker, and for two, his past fights, because he's had some, Robert Whitaker hadn't really had an easy fight, you know what I'm saying? Robert Whitaker has seen all, all types of different looks in, you know, his opponents, in his, even just in his UFC career, you know, so... I thought I thought Whitaker would definitely find a way to win the fight, but when you're fighting some, you know, when it comes to Paolo versus Paolo versus Adesanya, man, that's just like a whole different level of of person. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like I feel like Paolo Costa beats Robert and is he's already beat Yoel. I feel like he'll beat Kelvin Gastelum. He'll beat uh, Robert Whitaker, and I feel like 
you know, most importantly of all, I don't feel like he just beats Izzy. I feel like he starches Izzy. Because like the point I made earlier, guys, you know, Israel Adesanya, he gets hit. He gets hit. But getting hit from Robert Whitaker, getting hit from Kelvin Gastelum, getting hit from Brad Tavares, you know, getting hit from Anderson Silva, it's not the same as getting hit from Paolo Costa. Like, when Paolo, because Paolo's going to cut up. Izzy's not going to go, I think he's going to go straight forward at Paolo Costa because Paolo is a pressure fighter. If he goes forward at Paolo Costa, he's going to meet Paolo Costa in the middle. And and when, and when pa- and it's not an if, it's a win. It's when Paolo Costa cuts off the cage and when Paolo Costa starts digging into Israel Adesanya, he's not going to be able to take that, man. He's never felt power like that in his MMA career. I just don't see him throwing, for one, I don't see him throwing anything that's going to make Paolo Costa respect him unless it's some Yair Rodriguez elbow, you know what I'm saying, or something like that, something that's just out of the ordinary. Um, I don't see Adesanya really giving him anything that make Paolo respect him. I mean, people like, oh, we know he got lit up by the jab by Uriah Hall. It's going to take a whole lot more than a jab to stop Paolo Costa. It's going to take more than a jab stopping from coming and he's gonna come and Israel gonna have to find a way to survive that shit because that's what he's gonna be doing he's gonna be surviving he's not gonna be dominating I mean I just don't see him dominating Paolo Costa or anything in any type of way like I feel like he's just gonna be it's gonna look like Nunez for me, I, I, when I see I see Nunez versus Tate that's what I see in this I fight? see Misha Tate versus Amanda Nunez that is the type of fight that I see one clean punch is going to rock his dome, and then he's just, Paolo's going to smell the blood and go in for the kill. What you guys think? Oh, you know I'm going Izzy, though. Um, I just think he might. But, but tell, tell, me what, tell me how Izzy beats Paolo Costa. I think he'll tire I, I really, him out. Like, I, I really want to know how, what, what path to victory do you see for Israel Adesanya? Personally, I think he's going to do his elusive movement. He's going to let. He can't get hit, like you said. If he gets hit, Costa, because what is it? How many KOs Costa got? Like eleven. <laughs> but so if he yeah, if he can if he can <laughs> if he cannot pin himself up against the cage and just quick movement and let Costa exert that energy and take him into deeper grounds, I think he can finish him. I, I I'm gonna I'm saying Izzy will finish Costa. Hey, I just don't know what to say, man. I'm gonna have to let Taylor talk. Go ahead, Taylor. Oh, so. I struggled. Well, I, was, I took all week to think about this. I really just on my own. And I was thinking about it, and at first I was like, "Dude, is I don't know. Like Israel could beat him." And then by like Wednesday, I, I started watching. The, I watched the Uel Romero fight again, and I was like, "Oh, dude, if that Paulo Costa shows up and he looks that good in the third round, just I feel like he, he he can look good enough for five in case it goes." And I just don't think he can survive being hit like that. If the same Paulo Costa shows up to fight Yoel Romero that showed up against that shows up against Israel Adesanya, he's gonna back him in against the cage and just start unloading on him. He's gonna trap him in a corner and just unload him. Even if it's only three or four, it's gonna hurt. And eventually, and t- he can take him. He's a young man. I think he finishes him in the first two rounds. Costa finishes Izzy. Yeah, in the first okay. two rounds, he's just gonna corral him and just beat the shit out of him in a corner, like he owes him money. He needs to catch him yeah. er- early because if Izzy can just pick him apart. Use those body kicks if he can get a few rough, tough body kicks on there. Yeah, tell you, if, he, if he can, I just it's a Paul Costa is going to be in his face. That's if he stays in kicking range, though. Yeah, 
is he was slowing down the leg kick. You have to think Paolo Costa has a nasty body kick. Oh, he tore you up. And Uriah Hall up with that. Yes. Like, Paolo swings his leg like a fucking bat. Like, when I mean, it's fucking crazy. Like, Paolo Costa, dude, like, I just don't, it's just so hard for me to see. You know, and and I may be wrong, guys. I've been wrong before. You know what I'm saying? Like I may be super fucking wrong in what I'm saying, but I just feel like there's really not much that Izzy can do to make Paolo respect him. It's it, 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 Izzy's gonna have to earn Paolo Costa's respect. I feel like Yoel somewhat earned his respect when he dropped him because Yoel was fucking genius by pointing to the ground and then. Paolo looked and then just bam and dropped him. But I felt like Yoel somewhat earned respect from Paolo Costa. Could we go back to your guys' point about uh, the Yoel effect with Whitaker? Could that play a part in the Izzy fight? Oh, my God. I had totally forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, people are the same when they fight Yoel. Yeah. uh, Could that... Could Izzy be the, like, he took the fight, he's taken these fights strategically, so now that he knows that that Whitaker fought Yoel, took damage, now Costa right. took, recently well, took the damage, twice. so could that affect? Yeah, but, I don't, but, but the, the, the difference between the Robert fight Yoel and the Paolo fights with Yoel is Paolo was never really in any danger, like Paolo, when, when, when they, they dropped each other, okay, yeah, that was kind of like, okay, Paolo legit dropped Yoel. But Yoel had to pull some trickery to drop Paolo. You know what I'm saying? Like, he caught Paolo when Paolo wasn't looking. You know, he pointed, and Paolo looked, and then bang. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's kind of different. But other than that, Paolo wasn't really in, like, in any danger. Like, Yoel, like, Robert had to really pull from somewhere deep within himself, especially with the injuries that he was going through in that fight. You know what I'm saying? He had to really pull deep to, to win those fights. Paolo didn't really have that hard of a time with Yoel, though. So I don't feel like that. I mean, I'm not saying that because I'm a fan of Paolo Costa, but he pretty much dominated. I mean, he dominated that fight. Like, he was the clear-cut winner of that fight to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I knew before they announced the winner, I knew he had won that fight because he was just the busier, and he landed more strikes. Like, Yoel kind of coasted around like you guys said he's known for coasting Paolo never coasted at all you know Paolo was in it the whole time yeah but for uh Izzy to take Whitaker out as quickly as he did and then Costa having problems with UL there's the MMA math right that's where for me it never adds up because Costa took UL to the limit and depending who you ask it's debatable who won and then Whitaker beat Romero so it's it's hard to that's where I get caught up in these fight picks how is Yoel yeah. Romero and Paulo Costa? That was clear. Like, Regis, that's clear. Paulo Costa won 2 1. No, I'm just saying, like, depending, like, there's certain people, you know how there's certain people out there that will defend. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, depending who you ask on that, but it took it to a five round decision uh, who won that fight. Yoel couldn't put out Whitaker, and Izzy did that in two rounds. Debatable, he could have finished it in the first. The ref was right. generous. So, it's an interesting fight. Like, honestly, the two styles, definitely different. You got a berserker like Costa, and then you got uh, who knows what kind of style Izzy has, right? So it's, right. it's, it's yeah. going to be a good fight. The more we talk about it, the more we, like, throw out stats and this and that. It I don't know. It excites me a lot, man. 
man, it excites me too, man. It really does. Like that's a fight that I think should happen sooner or later. Yeah. Because I mean, think about it. Neither one of them really took a whole lot of damage in their last fights. You know what I'm saying? Like no injuries. Paolo came out injury free. Um, Adesanya came out injury free. We could probably maybe see it this fight closer to the end of the year. I would hope so. I would like to see that fight by the end of the year. I really would. Or either either end of the year or early 2020. I, I wouldn't want that fight to be like spring 2020. Like that fight no. needs to happen soon because there's a lot of. I mean, that fight is very marketable because there's a lot of trash talk between the two guys. You know, and that fight could really sell a lot. You know, another thing that's pretty interesting too that I wanted to run past you fellows is how do you guys feel about the the shift, the change in MMA right now? Because MMA is bigger than it's ever been, you know, the last couple of years till now. You know, the, the Ronda wave, the Conor wave. But now that they're gone, you know what I'm saying, they're not really what they used to be. How do you guys feel about all these new, these new names, these new stars emerging in the MMA world right now versus, you know, some people, the casuals thought that, you know, the Ronda and Conor phase was going to be, that phase was going to last forever. That phase is over. That phase is long gone, but you have these new wave of of stars emerging. What do you guys think about the, the shift? Uh, I think we'll always be going through phases like that, like the Conor phase mm-hmm. and Ronda, just because these people, they're taking damage, like mental, like, physical you know damage from weight cuts just getting punched in the face consistently so i think we'll always have these weird little phases it's whether us as the fans see it as good or bad because there's a lot of bad phases that are going on like the talk let's talk shit to get a title fight let's beg for a bonus you know so i think we're this is just something new because like we'll be having the same conversation maybe in a couple months and right a b and c guy is the new phase or a b and c girl or the guys aren't cutting it, so now the UFC is strictly girls. You know, it's it's that's that's crazy, man. This sport is ever evolving, so I don't know. <laughs> that's that's all I got. I don't I don't know because we haven't seen it all, and we I don't think we ever will. Right. Go ahead, Taylor. Okay, so I think it's it's all it's like what Justin said because you have superstars, but there's also because the paper the pay per view model's gone now. The UFC makes five like it's paid for five hundred thousand buys no matter what. So they can put different people on top of pay-per-views because it's all on ESPN Plus now. So they get a guaranteed buy rate, so they have the ability to promote more people. It's good for the, it's better for the fighters because the exposure, because now you can just headline anyone can headline because it just doesn't matter. I mean, winner like winner, no matter how many people watch it, they're going to get paid for five hundred thousand, which works both right. ways. But if it's a bust, who cares? It's, you're going to get paid regardless. It gets the fighters more exposure. It doesn't get them more money, but it gives them the exposure to get the opportunity to make more money. And that's what it is. And then you just don't have these outliers anymore because, like, Connor won't come back because of the pay-per-view model because that's how he makes most of his money is on the pay-per-view numbers he's guaranteed. He's not guaranteed that. So now he wants more guaranteed, and he, that's where the UFC's button heads with him. That's really what this is all. That's what, to me, that's what's, way, that's what's stalling everything. That's all I got. Yeah, man, I agree with that. Like, I, I totally agree with that. Like, so that, I mean, that really lets you know, with the, especially with the whole Connor thing, that really lets you know where Connor's loyalty really was. It's money. It's always been money. I mean, he's never lied about that. Yeah. He's always said, "I yeah. want, I want my fair share." Come, I'm coming to fucking get it and trying to stop me. Which is true. This is one of the most selfish sports, and rightfully so. You know, they're in the cage fighting for what they need yeah. for he their talk families. Shit, earned it. Yeah, exactly. You want to get because Conor McGregor win fights, talk shit, and win championships, and be the first to do this and be the first to do that, but you weren't. All they had to do was beat him. They could have yeah, exactly. Conor McGregor will always be the greatest uh, double champion because uh, he'll always be the first. He did it first at a time when no one 
ever did it. They would have never done that, ever. We could have had Jones and Anderson Silva. We could have had GSP and um, Anderson Silva. We could have had so many of these title fights that they never would have done until he did it. They owe all of them, owe him that. That boy earned it. I mean, yeah, he talked a lot of shit, and the things he said with Khabib were way too far. He never should have said that shit. But if you want to talk shit, but he's good. He won two, three world championships, counting the uh, interim championship with Chad Mendes. That boy earned it. And I would get to like, bitch, pay me. I built this for you. Your company's worth $4.2 billion because of me. Not because of what you did. Because of what I did. I just wish well, he would have defended his belt at him least and, once. You know, because of him and Ronda, but, you know. No, nah, but Ronda was on the way out. That was after she lost. Like, once she lost, it was the best thing that happened for Carter's career because now he's number one. They yep. were fighting. Yep. Once she lost, that boy took off because now he's not, he's, he, didn't, he, didn't, he hadn't lost. He hadn't lost. And he was winning championships, talking shit, getting the pay-per-views. She went down, and it all went to him. John Jones suspended. All went to him. GSP was retired. Yeah, tell you, do it. Everything went straight to him. Speaking of um, McDonald's chicken nuggets, uh, what do you think about uh, Justin Cagey saying, let's fucking do it? I tell you, I think it's a contract thing. That's what I think Connor's waiting for. I think the deal's out there. I think Justin Cagey already signed it because he doesn't give a fuck about the money. He wants it. I think, I I think Connor McGregor just wants more money. He's not. He's gonna bring in at least 1.5 million pay-per-view buys, but he's only gonna get paid for 500 of them. I uh, am. I st- try to stay away from the Connor news, and it it'll happen when it happens. Because, and I'm, I'm, I hate getting invested in it because there's a lot of good fights for him. It just he's gonna have to sign that dotted line. We can't sign it for him. And it, I want to see these fights. Like I want to see Connor versus Cerrone. I want to see Connor yeah. versus Gage. Like Connor does have these he's fights. Donald Cerrone. But I want to see it, right? Like, that's a fight I would love to see. Yeah, I tell you, I think it's a money thing. And I, and I tell you, like Max said the other day, it's about him, money and motivation. He doesn't give a fuck. Well, He's he doesn't, rich now. He doesn't need it, exactly. He, he did. doesn't doesn't care. Like It's like getting ideas to come out. It took three years. We could look at yeah. this situation. And that, yeah. That's I'm weird. just not entertained by this. You know what I want? You're not going to give it to me, so I'm out. I'm going to talk about everything I want to because you'll never make me because you can't. <laughs> Well, I just love when, the- when you come to me with the proper offers, like uh, Nick, Nick Diaz said, when Nick Diaz when they wanted to come back, he said, "I want Anderson Silva, five hundred thousand dollars, guaranteed." Before anyone's making millions, and then I want or I want a title shot. They gave him Anderson Silva and five hundred k, and after a year and a half, because they needed him that bad. I tell you, it works. Nick Diaz did it for three years. Came back for Anthony Pettis. He's fighting for the, a, a fake title that Dana, Dana White's going to make him that cost fifty grand. To wear the headline in New York after three years off of Anthony Pettis fight. That's how you do it. That's what Connor's waiting for. I just wish they would yeah. do it like differently instead of like there was a whole talk of the 165 belt, and you would have had a lot more guys like. Uh, yeah, but Dana White also said fuck no to that from the very beginning. Well, that's what I mean. Like, so they he said to that point they, he said fuck no, but they then they create this imaginary belt that only two people get credit for. Which Nate Diaz said it. He he made this. This is possible. This is happening because of him. Him and because Kobe Covington and Kamaru Usman couldn't agree on date or money. Outside of those two factors, he did this himself. And because you can't go to MSG and not have a title fight, you can't. Kobe Covington and Kamaru Usman were their number, were their number ones, and they couldn't do it. And it was too late to find anyone else, any champion who would defend their title on that short of notice. And so they're like, everyone wants to see this fight. Who gives a fuck if it's a fake belt or not? It's a championship in New York. Yeah, that's WWE. That's as WWE as it gets, and the people love it. We are reading it up. I think it's fucking awesome. I like it. I, I like the awesome the two too, guys they that, picked. 
I think that 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 the BMF belt, the BMF title, can travel through the UFC. It's like know, and the reason he's I, the most violent man in the UFC because he beat Dustin Poirier. He was the bad. He was the most violent man in the UFC. It's not Justin Gaethje. He lost twice. Right. Right. He lost. And the he, reason I say and he lost to Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier was the most violent by terms of their. You got that title that those two minutes. That's unofficial. Khabib is the most violent man in the UFC. And a lightweight. Yes, Get that motherfucker a belt. And the reason I say that, the reason I say it can travel through, because you have two guys in Nate and Jorge who can go to multiple weight classes. Who yeah. can fight. They, you know, when you have, if you have two guys who are like strictly welterweights, then that title is going to be that's a stagnant title. So yeah, like, yeah. If you, know, you beat him, if you beat him, you're still going to consider yourself that because it is a thing. Right. But yeah, everyone, everyone guys, they're just jealous of how much money those two are going to make headlining in New York. And if the champ, yeah. if a championship fight, you know Diaz is making championship money, and I'm sure Roy Masvidal is doing the same. Right. I'm they're milking this shit, and Nate Diaz disappears for a year and a half. This is this is his Floyd Mayweather fight right here. This is it. Well, I like how the yeah. sports evolved where these guys can get that money. You know, they don't have to fight anymore. They exactly I'm saying like they, they don't have to take unnecessary damage. But you want to make the money, you have to use the exposure to get the opportunity to make more money. That's how you do it. And that's the problem. A lot of people are hating on guys like waiting for the money. Con- well, you get in there, take a few punches for not only in sparring but in fights. Yeah. You know, then... It happens in every single sport. It's a holdout. It happens in the NFL. It happens in baseball. It happens in basketball. It happens in every sport. That's all it is. It's just worded different in our sport, and people freak out because it's individual. If a team's holding out, it's like, well, at least I still get to see the team. Like, yeah, still, but it's the same exact thing. You're just holding out because they want a new contract. That's all it is. I just wish people would put themselves in these fighters' position because when you're in a job, you want to raise because you know you put that much work in for the job. And if they're not giving you that money, you're going to go find a new job. And that's what these guys are doing. But the beautiful thing about them is that they get sponsors now. So they don't need to do the necessary damage, you know, to God, make that I need, money. I need Paige Vanzant to get a fight because she is a brand whore and it's annoying. Hey, but Dude. she did it right, though. <laughs> she did it the correct way. Oh, my God. Every every video, every picture, she's a sponsorship thanking someone for something. Like, dude, I get it. But, like, you're only so hot. I'm only going to put up with this for a certain <laughs> amount of time. And then yeah, she'll take a fight. Like that. She's not even as hot as people. No! She's got like, people, like, like, people go crazy over Paige Van Zandt. I'm like, yo, like, there's. She looks like I a turd. Name, looks with a turd with eyes next to Mackenzie Dern. I'm like, bro, I can name five girls quickly off the top of my head who look way better than Paige Van Zandt. And yeah. you fucking fucks sitting at home in front of your fucking computers, jacking your little teeny weenies all day long. You <laughs> motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, I never understood that part of the sport, man. Like, it's But good for her. She's getting paid. She doesn't have to take That's damage. Just wish that it wasn't on my Instagram all the time, all day. <laughs> <laughs> Silly, like after like the twelfth one, I'm like, dude, I I want to stop using Instagram until I know this is over. Paige ain't been doing. Listen, let me tell y'all what Paige been doing. Paige ain't been doing number ducking fights. That's what Paige Van Zandt is. And I don't give a fuck who gets mad. People comment. I don't give a damn. Paige Van Zandt she, ain't she been doing do a shit. Heel turn, just go straight Diaz and just start talking mad shit to everybody. She's been ducking fate. I mean, Paige has had people call her out. You know what I'm saying? Time after time after time. How many people is gonna is Paige gonna let call her out before Paige takes a damn fight? That's my thing on Paige. Like De La Rosa, Barber, she Robertson. She posted some shit on Instagram today saying she was waiting for a call from the UFC for a fight. Who said that? 
Paige Van Zandt. She posted, yeah, on Instagram, said she's waiting for you to see the color to fucking get a fight. Oh, now she wants to fight. <laughs> I think a lot of these fighters' mentalities are different, though. Like, you know, there's certain people out there that just love to fight, and they don't care who it is, when it is, or how many there are. And then there's other people that they took a few punches, and they don't really like this career, but they're so time invested in it, they can't turn so around and be like... It depends, it depends on who you are, honestly, and how... That's, that's what it is. You want to make more money, then you have to, you have to play the game. You yeah. don't even want to play the game. You want to do it the respectful way. Well, then okay, but you're gonna make less because that's just how that's just how the game is now. That's why Kobe Covington does it, and he makes bank. That's why Connor did it, and he's the highest paid uh, MMA athlete of all time. That's how you have to do it. If you don't want to play the game, then you can't cry when they don't want to pay you what you think you're worth. Everyone has their price, and this is what they think yours is. Take it or leave it. You can leave it, but you're not gonna make very much anywhere else unless you're a name. But I mean, you want you want to you play the game, you play the right way. You make you can make as much money as you want, but you have to play it. If you don't, I'm sorry. You're right, absolutely right. Yeah, and you know? a lot of these people take fights when they shouldn't, and then they get knocked out, and then goodbye title shot, goodbye payday. So a lot of them like are Kelvin smart. Gass- like, like Kelvin Gastelum, like uh, also like Frankie Edgar. You know, Frankie Edgar took the Ortega fight and got knocked the fuck out. That, yeah, that broke my heart, man, because he was pretty much almost there, and then it was just back to the bottom, start again. I mean, it's sad to mm. see you guys go out like that, you know? Especially when they didn't need to take that fight, but they did anyways. I don't know, man. It's crazy. Crazy sport. So what do you guys think about this debacle with the main event for the card this weekend? I think it was all bullshit. I think it was a ploy by the UFC. I think it was a story made up by ESPN to cater to the gamblers and to, to give Michelle... To, 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 get the, to, to make the fans believe that Michelle Watterson, who could possibly bring a lot of eyes if she was to become the champion. I feel like, you know what I'm saying, it was a ploy by the UFC to to, to bring eyes to Michelle Waters. Michelle Watterson is getting ready to walk in here and get fucked up. I don't care how you put it. I don't care how you twist it. Michelle Watterson is no... She is a top... Uh, let's see. She's, like, number five and down. That's where she's... Like, she's like a gatekeeper, sort of. Like, she's a future gatekeeper. Michelle Watterson is not competing with the upper echelon of the Starwood division. She's not competing... With Joanna Young JTX. She's not competing with, um, she's not gonna compete. She can't compete with Tatiana Suarez. She's not gonna get in there with Wei Li Zhang and do anything that's gonna be, you know, that's, that's, that's gonna make a, a, a case for her to be, be a champion. She's not. I mean, she, Jessica Andrade will beat the shit out of, out of her. You know, I just don't, I don't see. And then, you know, when this whole thing, this whole fight was quote unquote in jeopardy. They said, hey, well, you can fight either Mackenzie Dern or Amanda Rivas, preferably Mackenzie Dern. And she said, hell no, because she knew if she stepped in the cage with Mackenzie Dern, Mackenzie Dern was going to make quick work of Michelle Watterson. Like, I just don't, I, I mean, even girls that are not even ranked, like Amanda Rivas and Mackenzie Dern, they will destroy Michelle Watterson. So, I mean, I just don't see, for one, I don't see any way that Michelle Watterson can win this fight. And for two, I really don't see Michelle Watterson competing in the top five i don't because the top five the top five at starway is solid like that's probably one of the most solid top fives in the ufc you know what i'm saying if you're talking pound for pound and if you're talking based on the on the environment of that division that the Starweight top five is a solid top five i uh see our opinions are changing now <laughs> again which is a perfect time to talk about because i'm izzy and now i i'm also gonna pick waterson she finds ways to win, and it might not be the most flashy, 
But she's she has a goal now, and she's if she gets that fight, she's gonna take it the correct way, the right way, because she wants to be the first UFC mom champ. <laughs> that that's that's the best. You have you have your. Uh, I just I think the reason why she didn't take the Dern fight was because she was probably worried Dern would come in heavier as well. And we just we just talked about how these fighters take the fights at the wrong time, and I think she saw that she if she took the fight with a bigger like Yolanda's gonna be big anyways I think she's oh, like dude I saw him with the Wayans today Yolanda is way bigger yeah she yes. is huge I didn't, I didn't think she was that big, big but she is huge compared to Michelle Watson she's gonna eat her alive it's gonna be like Jessica Penne <laughs> dude she destroyed Jessica Penne bro yeah dude literally made her hotter though she got a nose job after that and she's a lot hotter so good for her I, I just I don't know I think she's set a goal and she's going to try to do it the correct way. Who does anything win? I'm going Watterson. What? <laughs> yeah, but that that's the, we talk about the loyalty thing. You know, I've always went Watterson, even when she was Invicta. Sure. She was a killer over there. And I don't know, I've always liked her since Invicta. So to me, it's a loyalty thing. I, I'm not going to pick against the ones that I, like I picked, actually, uh, I picked Fleece Herrig because I thought she was going to beat Michelle. We never know, right? That's, that is the, the best part. It's the, it's the level, man. It's, it's levels to this game. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's levels, bro. It's definitely levels. And I don't, I don't think Yolanda's fought a style that's like Michelle. <laughs> I mean, I understand that. That is true. Size worries me, man. Like True. Joanna I do agree with that. Joanna is damn near. Uh, hey, can you do one? Go ahead, Taylor. Yeah. yeah so I just, I, I, it's, he's going to beat the shit out of her with strikes. She's not even gonna take her down and hold her down. She's too small. She can get her down, but she's not gonna hold her down. Bianca's gonna get up and then just proceed to punch her face in. Yeah, man. You know, I just feel like the size. When you get to the, when you get to the, like I said, when you get to the upper echelon that division, you get to a lot of size. And fighters like um, Watterson and uh, what's her name, Carla Esparza, those girls are true atom weights who are competing. You know, kind of like the same situation with uh, Valentina. Valentina was fighting out of her weight class. Just to be in the UFC, like it's the same thing when you get to the top five, you know. Because if size is an issue for Michelle, if Michelle Watterson can't overcome a bigger, stronger opponent, you know, which she has with like Felice Herrick, you know what I'm saying? But Felice Herrick is not like a high level, high, high, high level fighter. No, she's, she's, so, a, she's a gatekeeper type, right? Yeah, yeah. She's a, more like a gatekeeper. But if you look at five, if you look at the top five, you got a lot of big ass girl. Well, with the exception of Rose Namajunas, Jessica Andrade is a tank. Rose beats ass though, dude. She tears it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, oh, yeah, of course. Other than Rose, as far as just the size thing, you got Joanna Young Jacek, who is a borderline bantamweight, and she is a flyweight who walks around. At, I mean, she's a, a fly. She's fighting at strawweight and walks around at 140, 140 plus. You know what yeah. I'm saying? The, Joanna Young Jacek is damn near bantamweight. Jessica Andrade is a bantamweight. Uh, then you look at fucking Tatiana Suarez, who's that Tatiana Suarez is a true flyweight in my opinion. Tatiana yeah. has the size, she has oh, it's the a, length. It's a matter of time. She was told us about that. She's gonna get this, this belt, and then go get the other one. Right, right. And then you have Wei Li Zhang, who just shocked the world. You know, I just feel like girls like Carla Esparza and girls like uh, Michelle Watterson, they're gonna struggle when they get to the top of the division. You know. Yeah. Now, yeah. Otherwise, you know, when you flip the script, girls like Mackenzie Dern, on the other hand, 
It's like it, it seems like you know Mackenzie Dern this morning answered a lot of questions for all the motherfuckers. Oh, no, I, I assume that happened. She went to the UCPI. If, if UCPI didn't think she could make it, they would have told her she had to move up, move up, and she would have had to. They told her right. she can do it, and they told her how, and she did it, and she made it. I'm not surprised at all. I don't know why people were. If people knew that, I don't think they would be as surprised. But yeah, I knew she was going to do it. No problem. See, girls like Mackenzie Dern. I think I feel like when I don't think it's an if Mackenzie Dern makes it to the top five. I think it's more of a win. Yeah, when McKenzie yeah. Dern, Dern gets to the top five, it, that won't be a, that won't be a problem for McKenzie Dern. I feel like it's a problem for Michelle Waterson if she, if she's able to get past Joanna. I feel like if she does beat Joanna, she'll lose to the, who, her next two opponents. Do you think I she mean, gets you know? a, a title shot, Waterson, if she gets this win, or no? She has to fight another. Yeah, uh, I think it depends on uh, what's going to go with with Tatiana Suarez. When Tatiana Suarez is ready, that title shot is hers. So I think if the only yeah. if Watterson wins this fight, it just is going to depend on the timeline of Tatiana whether she's next or if she's after that. But I think it's only time. I think I think this this would put a contention. It's either her or Tatiana Suarez. It's just more on Tatiana when Tatiana Suarez is ready. When it will happen. What they could make, you know, if they really wanted to bring some money in, you know, and bring a lot of eyes to it, they could make Michelle Watterson versus Tatiana Suarez, because Michelle Watterson talked all that shit. She talked oh, yeah. all that shit about Tatiana Suarez, and when Tatiana got the fight with Nina Ansaroff, Michelle Watterson talked shit on Ariel. She talked shit everywhere. Every interview you saw of Michelle Watterson for like a five, like a two or three month period, only thing she was doing was talking shit, trying to be and trying to be nice about it. That's what really I think kind of pissed Tatiana Suarez off. And Tatiana could act like it didn't bother her at all, but I I, I know it pissed her off a little bit because. She just kept saying how she felt like she was more deserving of Tatiana Suarez. How the fuck are you more deserving than Tatiana Suarez when Tatiana Suarez ain't done nothing but beat the fuck out of bitches ever since she came into the U.S.? <laughs> like, Tatiana Suarez has, has... There's no question on whether Tatiana Suarez has won her fights. There's, you know, you went, you went to decisions. It's always been a toss-up on whether, you know, it's a judge... It's up, you leave things up... Michelle Waterson leaves things up to the judges. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Versus, does she even have a finish in the UFC ever? Yeah, uh, I mean, Paige. She finished, oh, finished, that, right? she finished Rose. She finished Paige, right? She finished Paige, yeah. Uh, it was Paige, yeah, okay, it was Paige. Yeah, she finished Paige, man. That was it. And Paige Van Zandt is a subpar fighter. Like, I feel, I don't even feel like Paige Van Zandt is going to do well at no, flyweight. She's, she's more famous than she's a fighter at this point. Right, right. I just, she should have won Dancing with the Stars, for being honest. She should have fucking won. The only reason she didn't is because the fucking guy who actually won was fucking Jeff. So he thought that was more impressive, just because he learned the dances. It's still not. He still wasn't as good a dancer as she was. He got it because of sympathy, because of sympathy votes. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I watched that season. I, actually, I watch every season. That's my fucking show. But uh, dude, you that know, French just... dude when he gets all excited about the dances is my is my favorite. <laughs> I know, right, Bruno? Magnificent! <laughs> it's like yeah. Dude, I, <laughs> I look at Paige Van Zandt. I just really don't see like a solid fighter. No, you know I, see what a celebrity. Like, I, look, I see a celebrity first and a fighter. When you look at fighters like Macy Barber, you know, I'm talking, you know, the lower half of the flyweight division. When you look at Macy Barber, when you look at what's her name, uh, even like Ariane Lipsky, those girls are like solid fighters. You know what I'm saying? But when you look at Paige, you just kind of like really. Can we really take Paige seriously? Like, girls like Jillian, girls like Montana, girls like Macy, Antonina Shevchenko, these are fighters. These girls yeah. are fighters. 
Paige, I just don't see as a fighter. You know, I, I, I just, I mean, I just don't take her seriously as a fighter. It's like, it's like a casual trying to get on here and talk MMA with us. You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm, can I really take you seriously on what you're saying? Like, can I really take the things that you're saying any type of serious? Like, someone like, you know, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. And she was losing, like, she got lucky against Rachel Ostevich. Rachel Ostevich was beating her ass in there. And then she pulls off a submission against Rachel Ostevich. Okay, good job. I think sometimes in this sport you need luck, you know. I anyone that steps yeah. in that cage, I, I I know what you're saying. I do agree, but anyone that gets into that top UFC that just enters the cage alone, I I feel like they they have my respect a little bit. Whether I'm going to pick them or not is a whole different story, but to, right, right. I just want to know how it would feel to be inside that cage with everybody either booing or cheering. Just if your game plan changes, because certain some of these fights. I thought Rachel was going to win that fight. I had her submission. I thought she was going to take it against Paige. And then, boom, Paige found it. She, you know, she found a different level. Some of these fighters, they just reach down deep. And if you're losing a fight and you can get an armbar victory, that's pretty cool, man. Pretty cool, yeah. It's pretty cool. What do you, what do you think is Michelle Waters' path to victory? What do, you, what do both of you guys think? Would be Michelle Waterson's path to victory against Joanna. I'd say a karate point fight. If she can do it like the old elusive Machida style, mm -hmm. I think she could get a victory because that's going to frustrate Joanna. And then who knows, maybe get a takedown submission. I don't know, but it that that's size so, difference, man. Go ahead. go ahead, my bad, Justin. No, it's okay. Um, but that I saw like the weigh-ins. Yolana is big, and she's going to come even yeah. bigger into the fight. Dude, so huge. I think her key to victory is a, a karate point fight. Leg kicks, push kicks. If Yolanda makes a mistake, take her down. Uh, hold her down as much as you can. She can't hold her down. No, There's as, no as much as you can, if you can hold her down and then she gets back up. Continue, repeat, push kick, leg kick, jab, jab. I mean, Valentina you can get your beat if you do that. Well, Valentina Shevchenko she could barely hold Yolanda down. And Valentina was the bigger fighter in that fight. You know, and Valentina could barely hold Joanna down. Like, that's the thing that, that's well, what gets you. Valentina's like, a different beast, though. Go ahead. She's a different beast, Valentina. She's... Hey, but Claudia Cadella couldn't do it. Jessica Panay couldn't do it. I don't I don't think she'll hold her down. I'm, I'm thinking, I just, I'm thinking if she gets her down, hold as much as you can to score on the cards, and then if you get back up, make sure you get back up where you don't take hits. It's going to be a do lot of strategy. Do you think Michelle Waterston will... Gassed though, because she's gassed before. Dude, she's gonna hit with that. She's gonna come in for a takedown and eat those elbows. I get too close for a leg kick and eat an elbow right to the face. I don't think she'll initiate the takedowns. I think she'll, uh, if Yolanda makes a mistake and then she'll go for it. I don't think Yolanda makes a mistake. I don't think Mr. Watson has the power in her hands at least to put down Yolanda. No, do I don't think she'll put her down either. I don't, I think it's gonna go. Waterson decision just because oh, she, she <laughs> hey it's paid off before man it's paid off before but Joanna is the decision queen now <laughs> true but if you get that like I just want to know the range go ahead what you say Tim? after I tell you there's how we talk about the Yolanda Romero curse there's the Joanna and Jacek curse he fought Rose Amanunias Rose got knocked out her let her next fight People are, Jessica Benet has never been the same. She was a top five girl. She'll never be the same. Roddy never, never reaped up to the potential ever again. You want to wreck career. Bro, Valerie Letourneau has not been the same. Yeah, I mean, 
when you're a woman at that weight and you have to fight, you want a young J-Tech, it changes. You're not the same when you leave. Yeah, man, I think she has that Yoel effect too, man, that, that, that Yoel effect. Because, I mean, girls that lose to Joanna Young J-Tech, man, like, it took Carla Esparza a while to bounce back. Like, Carla Esparza yeah. Carla Esparza's doing well now, but it took Carla a while. Exactly. Like, because Carla Esparza got destroyed. By Joanna Young J. Dude, I picked Carla Sparza because she's a wrestler. And then, dude, but I've never been so happy to be wrong in my entire life. That was when Joanna and I fell in love, was that fight. And, dude, <laughs> she beat that girl's ass. And I was like, you know what, fuck Ronda Rousey. That's my girl right there. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. She just handles business like a boss. For a small yeah. girl, she's got a pretty long reach. Yeah, look at Michelle. She's huge compared to Michelle. No, I'm yeah, saying, I mean, Joanna, I'm saying she's fighting at 115. Joanna's fighting at 115, but she's not a 115 pounder. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, she totally is not a star with Like, so that's why it looks like she's so big. She's so, you know, this, that, because she's a flyweight in there trying to, you know, she's a flyweight squeezing in the, in the straw Mm-hmm. What'd you say, Taylor? I was just agreeing with you. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she's, She's a big-ass woman who's squeezing in into this weight class. And to be honest, you can go as far as calling Joanna Young Jacek a weight bully. You know, you, oh, yeah, you, you, could, yeah, you could. You could go that far and say that. That's why, you are, that's why you, you are Romero does it. Because if you're bigger and you can make it, do it as long as you can. Yeah. Once you can't, at least you know you, you can have success up top. I just wish they wouldn't have came out and said, oh, she's not going to make it. You know, when did that come out? On Wednesday? Or Tuesday? Yeah, yeah. I get it, because, like, Th- that was too f- talking about it, but there was no, in my world at least, there was no more, nobody talking more or less about it either way. But, I mean, I guess, the, like, the main ESPN wasn't really talking about it themselves until it happened, then it kind of got out online, but they didn't say anything about it on the new broadcast. But everything I was hearing, I already, like, I, I was already talking about the card of Lux, because I was stoked about it, and all the groups of men stuff. So I didn't really care, I guess. I mean, I guess the work people did talk about it, but it was all bullshit, I think. Just some PR move. Like I like this fight, even when it was uh, even like made the first time, I was like, "Damn, this fight's gonna be really good." And then I saw BJ post something about the fights in Jeopardy, and I'm like, "No, <laughs> you get so invested in these fights, you know?" Bullshit too. And it, why? Like it wasn't even close to the weigh-ins. Like they have a Friday. At... That's what you wanna said. You wanna was like, "Did I miss the weigh-ins today, or are they Friday?" Yeah, like it's why? Like it's... everyone's everyone's freaking out. It's Wednesday. Maybe it's a ploy, like a, a tactic to see how much excitement this fight's generating. That's what I'm saying. I think that's what it is. And then, but I mean, I didn't really, no one really talked about it. It was only online more. It wasn't on like any TV screens or anything like that. Yeah, I didn't even yeah. care. I'm like, it's Friday. So if she doesn't make weight on Friday, well, then I know. I don't want to be on Wednesday. Yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah. I had the way, I was, I watched the way in live because I was fucking uh, so worried. Yeah, I was worried too, man. But, when I seen Joanna come bouncing in there, man, oh, I was like, yeah, she was she's on way. And she's such a she's such an asshole, too, because she took her precious time taking all of her clothes off. Like, Joanna Yo- is like, like I love I love that asshole factor about uh, uh, about Joanna. She's so cocky and she knows it. She knows oh, she, that shit. she's a good fighter. She knows she's championship material. She knows she's hot. She knows it. She can do, like, a fighter like Joanna who's earned their stripes, they can do shit like that. And I love Every, the fact everyone that... Wants to, everyone wants to her. 
she's the standard in that division. Faith's offensive. Yeah. No one's offended it even once since her. Or oh, more than once. Your Rose defended it once. Jessica Andrade has it. We don't know about Wei, Wei Li Zhang, but no one's defended it more than once since her. If they match Wei Li against Tatiana Suarez, okay. I don't think Wei Li I don't think Wei Li's gonna come out winning that fight. I think no, Tatiana Suarez no beats Wei Li. And I think Tatiana Suarez, it would take it would take somebody to follow the Nina Ansaroff rule book and stuff the takedowns, unless Tatiana Suarez has like really improved her striking and get I feel like Tatiana's a good striker. She's just not quite comfortable in her striking yet. Like she's yeah. not quite uh, like I feel like if because Ta- Tatiana has power in her left hand. I feel like if Tatiana I feel like Tatiana is not a bad striker, she's just not comfortable in her striking yet, like, because she hasn't really, you know, and then when she, when we, when we did see striking from her, it was an injured Tatiana Suarez. So, you know, I feel like um, somebody, the only way to really beat Tatiana is if somebody forces Tatiana to stay on her feet. If you're not forcing Tatiana to stay on your feet, on her feet, then, oh, well, you know, she's going to beat the fuck out of you. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is, man. I like that fight though, Wei Li versus Tatiana. That's a good fight. That's a main event fight right there. Yeah, it'll be on like ESPN Plus or some shit. Like Which four in the morning again? I hope they do it in China again because Wei Li Zhang deserves all. The I hope not, time. man. I hope yeah. like I want to see that fight live. Oh, I want. Yeah, I watched the Wei Li beat the shit out of my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt <laughs> bad for you more than anything. No, my wallet paper. I don't give a fuck. We want a championship together. Fuck it. Fuck the haters. We're still. Like Ronda Rousey said. Being undefeated is, is, is it's, it's a feeling. I choose to be undefeated. So does Jessica Andrade. We're champs. Paige, that, yeah. then they can never take that away from her, right? She's always it's in never history never books. I have a picture. I was there. I watched it. <laughs> I taped I bought it. It's the first ESPN on Plus I, maybe I bought. Oh, I watched it like 30 times. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's my background still because she's the love of my life. She's the only girl I can trust. That just got so, deep, yeah, folks. Dude. That's not true. I can trust my best friend, Floor. So we're good. Shout out to Floor. People say uh, <laughs> say that that was a fluke win by Rose. No, that was no fluke. That was no fluke. I mean, that fluke win by Jessica Andrade. That was no fluke. On Rose? They said it was yeah. a fluke win on Rose. No, man. She slammed her. Yeah. Three times. It wasn't like once. Like, she was doing it the entire time. But <laughs> did you guys see that? Uh, did she? Do you guys agree that she tapped or she didn't tap? Because I saw a video that got real close in it, and it looked oh, wait, like. Wait, hold on. Let me think. I think she did tap. That's crazy. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, I can't remember. I've seen the video, but it was like that night and like a week later. I can't remember. But like it, the video show, it kind of looked like it, but then it also looks like she's trying to grab her. A tap, yeah. like a, a grab looks the same as a tap, though. It looked like she was, it looked like, um, it looked like she was feeling, like trying to find a grip, but it looked like she was kind of like feeling her way because she couldn't see. So it looked like she was feeling her way. I don't know, man. Like, yeah, yeah. We're gonna get that video for the listeners and see if like what they think. But I don't know, man. She slammed her and it was over. She picked her up, and that, I don't think that's a fluke that you you lift someone in the air and then put them on their head. That's not a fluke. That's power. Oh, Andrade, dude. I just watched it, dude. She tapped, bro. Really. I mean, like, I mean, when you look at it, like, let me see, guys. Let me see if I can show it here on this interview. I mean, on this, uh, on this podcast, man. But I just feel like I feel like she tapped. Like I said that. Like I don't know. Let me see. Let me see, guys. If I can. Are you guys into conspiracy theories at all? 
Uh, if they make sense. Dude, I got one. Hold, hold that thought, Taylor. Can y'all see the screen? Yeah. Yeah. Y'all yeah, tell me if she taps. Boop, boop, boop. Oh, that's a tap. That is a tap. That's a tap. <laughs> but I don't understand why she's tapping Dr. so quick, though. That's fake, dude. You fucking doctored that shit. <laughs> that's fake as fuck. That, yeah. But yeah, that's a you know what? Speaking of that though, that who knows who altered that video? Someone could alter it with the that's what social media DJ and fucking altered it for our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I just went to YouTube, bro. <laughs> but that's yeah, a crazy right. thing, you uh, never know, you never know. And the ref didn't uh, see it, so computer programming you are. Say what? I don't know how good at computer programming you are. You guys could have been you. <laughs> no, bro, I swear I did not. I did not alter it at all, man. I just typed in Andrage tapping, and it showed Andrage tapping. Can't believe your life. <laughs> man, I'm excited for this card this weekend, though, man. You got Clone Gracie, uh, Cub Swanson. You got Amanda Re- McKenzie Dern about to get her first knockout victory. Because this girl that she's fighting, man, this girl's another BJJ black belt, and her striking's really not all that good. I mean, her striking's decent. But if she, she's not going to want to go to ground with Dern, and, and if, she, if she tries to think that she's going to stand and strike with Mackenzie Dern, this girl's about to get her lights put out. That's all I've got to say about that. Yeah, I, I'm excited for Crone, man. He's just his walkout music alone gets me pumped for his fights. Dude, his dad's cornering him. That could be a curse, yeah. though. <laughs> I'm always scared That's when people crazy. say stuff like that. Fucking crazy. Fuck off. If you think Hoyt is the best Gracie, because he's not. Hicks is the best Gracie. Sally Tudo beating people up on the fucking beach, whooping ass everywhere. Hicks and Gracie is the greatest Gracie of all time. His son is going to murder Cub Swanson. Yeah, this is it's a big fight for Cub, Brian though. Ortega. If oh, Cub... Brian Ortega fucked him up. Dude, it's going to be worse. This is Hicks and Gracie's son. The seed of my, the greatest Gracie of all time. My dream fight is Crone Gracie versus Brian Ortega. And we'll never see it. You don't think so? They're boys, dude. Fuck no. Hey, man. You add enough zeros. <laughs> add enough zeros to the Diaz, check. The Diaz is, don't do that shit. I'd love to see it, though. The Diaz's will never fight each other because they're brothers. I mean, we both know Nick would beat the shit out of him. It's just a big big brother complex. He'll always be better. He started first. And Nate's probably still afraid of him. A lot of people are yeah. pushing for uh, Crone versus Ryan Hall. Oh. 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 Yeah. I think that would be a good greatest. fight. It'd be basically a free jujitsu match. Yeah. It would be so fantastic. I would love to see that. Yeah. I think Crone would get him. Krohn yeah, he's got he's got good striking too. Where they don't ignore the leg locks. Ryan Hall takes people with old school leg locks that no one ever's done. You go down to the Dan Dan her desk squad. I see that's just what it is. Leg kicks are in the jitsu game now. So then you're not gonna catch Crone with a leg with a leg lock. You just you're not. It's Crone Gracie. He's new school jujitsu. It's over. And, and old school. And Ryan like tries to capitalize on their like like his opponents not knowing. Crone's gonna see it a mile away. And Crone's way better at striking than Ryan Hall. Yeah. So if Ryan Hall wants to stand with him until they try to get him down, good luck. But Crone's gonna beat him beat his ass. But I think it would be so cool to watch him transition on the ground and both. Oh, that'd be dope. There's also another big, huge, huge fight that I believe that with all this shit that's going on right now, this fight is being overlooked. Before we get off of here, before Justin cuts this podcast off, I just wanted to throw this, I want to throw this fight out there real quick, just to remind everybody that this motherfucking fight is coming up. And that's my boy, 
Damien, the Anaconda, Maya versus Ben Askren. That's a good fight. I can't wait to see the destruction. I'm, I can't wait to see Ben Askren take his second loss to the UFC, man. I mean, because it's about to happen. <laughs> it's about to happen, man. How do y'all think the fight goes? I think Ben Askren wrestle fuck. Doesn't let him get up. Doesn't and just stays in his open guard and lands punches. I think it's a. I think it's going to be a boring Bellator Ben Askren fight. But he's going to win and it's going to be awesome. He's going to talk shit like just like it's going to be worse when Megan Anderson beat Kat Zingano and talk like she just won the championship of the world. It's going to be even worse for an even worse performance. But Ben Askren's my guy. Yeah, I, I'm going Askren, man. It's. Loyalty before anything, man, and I've been. That's true. So, it's... so I can't, I can't argue with only the only the only person I can argue hey, with. Just hey, BJ, quick question. Yeah. Who has the record for the most submissions in UFC history again? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Who's oh, it's the Charles best? Oliveira, right? Who's Charles the best? Oliveira? Okay, cool. Wanted to make sure that you remembered that. Hey, I got one more question for you too, Taylor. Who's the UFC heavyweight champion of the world right now? <laughs> For now, it's still time. a trilogy, buddy. One time you bet on him. I bet on Stipe the first fight. You bet on that fat fuck one time for the first time ever, and you get to do it forever. <laughs> but, yo, man, you know... As far as DC Stipe, man, what they're doing this trilogy fight, DC got to go gonna somewhere. Stipe's going to beat the shit out of him. It's going to be even worse. Now he, now he knows the secret. I definitely think yeah. that's our next talk, those two fights. For sure. Dude, he is Dude, got he to is stop. Man. What the man. fuck are you talking about? DC's got to quit eye-poking people, yeah. man. That's cheating. Diaz, Diaz is before that. Diaz Masvidal. That's next. No, I'm saying like that's their next like podcast talk. That's a good, deep, in-depth, long, good one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I even know. I think Stipe's gonna beat the shit out of him. Out of corner. Yeah, with that eye poking, man, because Stipe has to prolong the trilogy because he's dealing with you know retina issues right now. He's, he's the new Michael Bisping. Dude, <laughs> fucking Daniel Cormier just can't take an ass whooping like a man. Yeah. He's fucking poking him in the eyes, bro. Like, dude, stop like doing that shit, bro. It's making me lose respect for DC to know that you know. His, his opponents are coming out of these fights, well, especially Stipe, because I feel like deep down, DC knows that Stipe's a better fighter than him. You know what I'm saying? And, and he's poking the shit out of why did, Dude, why didn't he poke John? Go poke John Jones' ass. Because John Jones was poking him in the ass. Come on. <laughs> yeah, John Jones was he can't. 12 in, out of 10 and 3. How's that going to poke him? Come on. He managed to poke Stipe. Yeah, Stipe doesn't have the longest arms in UFC history. <laughs> well, I don't think we're gonna we're not gonna agree on that fight, but I think we'll we both all three of us agree that there's gonna be a good uh main event and card this weekend. So hopefully you guys enjoy. Yeah, I'll be, yeah. I'll be watching.